When I get older, I will be stronger. They'll call me freedom, just like a waving flag. Man, I love that song. You know, <laughs> it's a great yeah. way to kick off the DC Scores podcast. We are back. It's Wednesday afternoon. I'm here with Brady Smith's son, DC Scores, DC Scores Communications intern. I am Jake Lloyd, Communications manager. And um, Brady, it is two weeks exactly from the DC Scores 16th annual Poetry Slam. Yeah. The excitement around here is palpable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's It's definitely heating up in the office. I mean... We're all trying to get prepared. Zach and I, the other intern, are just trying to lay out what we're going to do, what uh, what kids we're going to focus on, what schools, how we're going to get it, all the info just into us and then out to the people so all of you guys can get the best possible uh, info from that. Right, and, and needless to say, folks, the DC Scores Poetry Slam is the prime event of the fall season. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is a can't-miss event. You're talking about 1,500 kids going on stage in front of 500 people and performing their original works of poetry that they've worked hard on creating and then uh, on choreographing their performance over the course of two months. Uh, it's a competitive event with you know first place through third place and the Shine Award for the individual standout poets. So, uh, so the students really bring it. Uh, December 4th, Cardozo Education Campus. They've got a brand new auditorium there, 5 to 8 p.m. And then the following night, December 5th, H.D. Woodson Senior High School. Uh, the third year we're holding it there. They've also got a, a very new and just uh, spectacular venue there. So highly recommend you coming out, checking out one of the nights. Yeah. Of the Poetry Slam, it is, it's, can't miss, you will have a great time and you will see some serious self-expression on stage. Yeah, yeah, again, that's uh, December 4th and December 5th, so make sure you come out to those, it's going to be great. Right, and we'll have all kinds of stuff on our social media networks leading up to it. Uh, if, you, if you're if you on Facebook, we just created a Poetry Slam uh, event that you can join, uh, facebook.com slash Scores. If you're on Twitter, follow the hashtag Poetry Slam. We'll be uh, posting all kinds of stuff leading up to the event, and uh, and and also um, on our blog dcscores.blogspot.com. But um, we just uh, a couple hours ago we just finished up a high five tour that yeah. we hold at the DC Scores office every other week, and it was pretty amazing this morning. Not that it's not usually amazing, <laughs> but we had over 20 people. Uh, come to the office to spend an hour with our staff and to learn about DC scores. And, and the really cool thing about the High Five Tour is that it takes the staff through an actual physical tour of our office, um, but they also hear uh, hear stories of individual participants uh, with, with a program staff member telling each story, uh, one about a child who's been affected by the physical activity component of our program, one who's really benefited from the self-expression, the poetry and the spoken word, and then another who has uh, benefited from the service learning component that you'll see uh, come springtime with DC yeah. scores. Um, so it was just really neat this morning to have so many people here 
uh, you know, sacrifice an hour during the middle of their work day to learn more about DC scores. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool, especially for me to see all these people there because, I mean, I've gotten the opportunity to work with Jake and work with the staff of DC scores to have this internship that I have, and so that's been really cool, and I'm glad that uh, people who don't get that opportunity at least get to see what DC scores looks like. All right, so let's, uh, let's before we look ahead, well, we've already done a little bit of that, <laughs> let's take a quick look at the week behind. So um, last Thursday, we had our final elementary school game day. Now, the elementary school season in the fall is not a competitive season. Uh, the emphasis is rightly put on kids just learning the game. Um, because to be completely honest, when we roll out the program at the beginning of the fall season, at a lot of schools, there are several third graders who have never seen a soccer ball right, before. Yeah. Um, so, so the big emphasis in the fall is just teaching, teaching, teaching. It's teaching kids the rules. It's teaching kids about sportsmanship. It's teaching kids how to work with their teammates. And, uh, Brady, I was out at uh, the Seton Elementary School, Bancroft Elementary School game last Thursday, and it was really cool, um, not that I haven't seen this before during my four years at DC Scores, but every time it reminds me just how great our coaches are at each school to see a game that featured no incorrect throw-ins, yeah. uh, no you know, blatant handballs with a kid you know, <laughs> throwing their hands up into the air. Uh, just a very cleanly played game. Uh, kids were sharing the ball. There were all kinds of scoring chances because of that. And then uh, each game ended up in a tie, and everyone you know shook hands afterwards and just showed great sportsmanship. And and that game day to me, it was it was just an hour on a Thursday in mid November. That but that just demonstrated how. Um, impactful the the program can be on a child in just the in just the um time period of of two months yeah so so that was so that that was last thursday um and then yesterday we had our final uh middle school game day a, a special tuesday edition uh, a makeup game day from earlier in the season and um unlike the elementary schools the middle school season in the fall is competitive which does not in any way take away from the learning component of it and the great sportsmanship that we've seen. But the, but the middle school teams are uh, fighting for playoff berths. Um, so it is, it's been a lot of fun these last couple of weeks to see the middle school teams uh, play and just to see the passion uh, that, that, that they're bringing to each game, knowing that you know, potentially they could, they could be in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so that occurred yesterday, and then we've got the playoffs coming up on Friday, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, but the third thing I wanted to, to look back at here is what you've been doing mm-hmm. every week during your entire internship, and that is each Wednesday afternoon, actually, you'll be heading out here in yeah, about an hour, pretty soon, yeah. um, going to one of our new, new schools, uh, Imagine Hope uh, Community Charter uh, Tolson Campus. Yeah, it's out of the uh, Brooklyn Metro stop. That's right, and... You have observed the poetry aspect of the program uh, every Wednesday, and you've written weekly blog posts yeah. on dcscores.blogspot.com. And first thing I would like to ask you, Brady, is just just tell me kind of the again these are these are kids who are are doing DC scores for the first time. Uh, they've probably many of them probably never kicked a soccer ball before. Yeah. Um, but relevant to the to what you've been seeing, many of them 
have never written a poem before. Just kind of tell me about the progress that you've seen in the kids from week to week. Uh, yeah, Jake. Um, one of the main things I noticed was that the progression that they have made from you know day one when I was there when I first met the kids to now is just exponentially incredible. I mean, from the first time I was there, they really did not know how to string even a few sentences together and make it poetry mm -hmm. but now they're at the the place where they can rhyme they can like succinct a bunch of sentences and it's just incredible to see that i mean yeah it's just it's great to see it's been a whirlwind of, of learning and it's been awesome for me and when i when we had the fall frenzy a few weeks ago um you know and all the elementary schools were out at trinity one of the schools that you know all the schools were excited but one that just passion was exuding from the kids and the coaches uh, was Imagine Hope. Yeah. And yeah. one of those coaches is Jerome Clemens. And um, last week you got a chance to sit down with him uh, while his kids were working on Poetry Slam preparation. And you got a chance to, to just talk with him kind of about his background and why he decided to get involved with DC Scores. Can you just tell me a little bit about what uh, Jerome talked to you about? Yeah. Um, well, I got the chance, like Jake said, I got the chance to sit down with him last week. Um, I've been shadowing his class and just watching him teach for the the extent of the DC score season. And I just figured that it would be time to, you know, I've been talking about the kids and their progress, but like nobody knew anything about Mr. Clement. So it was just time to, to talk to him. And so um, I asked him about his background, like how he came to DC scores. And uh, he's been teaching at Tolson for a while. Mm -hmm. He's been a middle school social science teacher. And so he heard about DC scores last year, actually. Mm -hmm. And he, he mentioned to me that he wanted to get it to Tolson campus last year, except they didn't have the chance. So this year he made it. He was It was one of his priorities to mm -hmm. get it to Tolson. And uh, he was very, very excited that they actually got the DC scores program there. And he was the one who really spearheaded that. And so he, he wanted to make it his number one goal to make the program thrive inside Tolson campus. What did he say about just kind of the, um, the effect that DC Scores has had on the school community as a whole? Uh, well, one of the main things he said was actually that it, it brought together the, the children as a whole. So it helped to create community. And obviously, one of the main goals of DC Scores is to foster that sense of self-expression. And he felt with the program, the kids were really learning how to express themselves in different ways other than they had before. And so poetry was a huge component of that. And so he, he's very thankful for that part of the program. He's, he's an extremely uh, cool guy, and he's yeah. doing phenomenal work at Imagine Hope. Um, if you haven't read any of uh, Brady's blog posts, they're all up. Uh, you've written six of them now, yeah. and another It'll one or two to tomorrow. come. That's right. Yeah. Uh, they're all up at dcscores.blogspot.com. We also share them on Twitter, at dcscores and at DC Scores Interns, and on Facebook, mm -hmm. facebook.com slash DC Scores. So make sure to check out uh, the work that Brady is, is doing, chronicling uh, a, a new school um, yeah. that's, that's, that's uh, coming along well, and we are very excited to check out Imagine Hope at the Poetry Slam. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited too. Uh, today, actually, I'm going and I'm going over to the school, and they should be about ready for the Poetry Slam, actually. I'm going to check in and see how they're doing. Uh, see if they need any last-minute help, but they should be fine. I'm, I'm very confident they're going to do a great job. Well, that's a perfect segue to the week ahead. 
Um, because that is the prime emphasis of especially, well, all of our schools really, but especially our elementary schools since their game days are over and they're only holding soccer practices on that side of the program, is for the next week up until the Thanksgiving holiday, it's Poetry Slam prep. Yeah. Uh, kids are working on memorizing their poems. For, for those of you who don't know, every single poem that's read at the Poetry Slam is memorized. It, it's really incredible. Um, for, for me personally, if I had you know a minute poem and I had got up on a stage in front of 500, pe- 500 people, yeah. I would freeze. But these kids are just amazing at being able to remember and be poised on stage. So a big part of this final week is memorizing their poems and then also choreography because yeah. uh, the judging at Poetry Slam is based on a few different criteria i can't name them all for you but one of them is uh non-verbals so are you stomping your foot when you're making an assertive statement are you pointing to the audience what are you doing besides just speaking yeah um so that's that's a big um aspect of the poetry slam uh, preparation and just the great thing about all of this is it's all dialogued in the power of poetry curriculum so the coaches are just taking the kids through step by step, and by this point they're on something like page a hundred, and they've only got about <laughs> yeah. you know five to ten pages left. Yeah, so, they're nearing the end. So, so absolutely. So that's the big emphasis for po- for um for the elementary schools, as well as the middle schools, because um a lot of people don't know, but actually, uh, the format of the poetry slam is a little bit different for middle schools. While elementary schools, they're just reading poetry and they can use music if they want. Um, and you know, the, they're reading two group poems and one individual poem. At the middle school level, they actually need to choreograph songs that include their poetry, but to the backdrop of music. Yeah, which is no easy task. <laughs> uh, it's it's very difficult, but they but they make it happen, and it's pretty incredible. Um, the songs that they put together. So that's a that's the, the final step that the middle schools are taking. In addition, of course, to you know a handful of schools who are playing in our playoffs. Um, uh, can you pull up that website for me, Brady? I want to tell yeah, the people what we've got going on this week. So on Friday we have our middle school playoffs, our semifinals. Yeah, yeah. Um, they will be at two locations. At Bell High School up in uh, Columbia Heights, uh, the first game will be the girls' semifinal, and that will be Brightwood Education Campus uh, versus Lincoln. That'll be at 4 p.m., and then that'll be followed at 5 p.m., uh, Capital City Public Charter School, also versus Lincoln. The other site is at Kip Will, which is uh, 5th and P here in uh, Northwest in Ward 2 of the district. And the 4 p.m. girls game will be uh, Chavez Prep versus Capital City Public Charter School. And then the 5 o'clock game uh, here will be Chavez Prep as well uh, versus Brightwood. So you've actually got got the four same schools all playing each other (laughs) in the semifinals. Um, So we'll talk a little bit more uh, about this uh, when we have our special guest, uh, Carlos... Fonseca on here in a little bit, but uh, definitely check out the middle school semifinals here on Friday. And then next week, we've got two days of championship games for you. On Monday, 
teams still to be determined because of a game that's going on this afternoon. We will have the co-ed championship game. Uh, you can check our website, dcscores.org, go to the resource section, go to the soccer schedule uh, to see updated information on that. And then on Tuesday, we've got the Capital Cup championships back at Bell, 4 p.m. girls game, 5 p.m. boys game. The perfect way to end your uh, work week before Thanksgiving if you've got that Wednesday off. I actually don't. Um, <laughs> but but come out to Bell, uh, see the kids, vie for a championship, see just how much they've improved during the course of a season. We've got big trophies for everyone, the winners and the losers of the game. There really aren't any losers, period. Yeah. And it's it's really the culminating event of the soccer season. So come check that out. Um, actually, I... I wanted to throw in just a memory I have from the Capital Cup last year. And uh, Lincoln, which they have a chance to they're repeat, it, yeah. their their boys team last year won the Capital Cup. And what I, more than the game, what I remember from that experience was all of the Lincoln alumni, former program participants who came out on a terrible weather day. Like it was coming down, it was raining cats and dogs. Um, but, you know, they had the turf field there, so they were still playing. Um, but there had to be, like, over 50 former participants who came out to watch. And that, to me, just showed the community that DC Scores built at these schools. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. We are now joined by our guest of the week, Carlos Fonseca. And Carlos is our program manager, soccer operations, everything that you see on the soccer side of things, DC Scores. From the kids' uniforms to their shorts to the twice-a-week practices we have at all 47 of our schools to, obviously, the game days that you see every Thursday and Friday during the fall season. That is all made possible by the efforts of Carlos. Carlos, it's great to have you on the podcast. Well, thank you very much, Jake, and uh, hello to everyone out there listening. And... uh, if I'm correct, you told me that you actually tuned in to our previous podcast, gave it a little listen. So it's great to have a listener on the podcast. Is that true? Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it's it's very actually helpful to be able to have a podcast available. I mean, there's so much that goes on here in DC Scores. So even as a staff member um, working, you don't get to hear just about everything that goes around and in and outs of just about every part of the organization. So being able to listen to what you have to say and what's going on in DC scores. Sometimes you catch me by surprise on something that I'm not, I'm not even aware of what's going on. So it's great to have podcasts weekly, yes. Cool. Well, we certainly appreciate you as a listener and obviously appreciate you coming on the podcast. Now, just this morning, Carlos, uh, we're taping here on a Wednesday. You uh, told one of the participant stories on our High Five Tour, which happens every other uh, week at the office. Can you just quickly tell us a little bit about this participant story that, that you relayed to the 20-plus people who came to our office? Yeah, definitely, Jake. So uh, I gave the story of about, about a, and he's an actually an active alum of ours right now, mm-hmm. and his name is uh, Sebastian, and just a brief overview of what that story is like is he came into the United States um, his family had moved from Colombia and had talked about the barrier of not being able to speak um, a language which is Eng- the, the English language he 
only spoke Spanish, so he had that um, added barrier in the beginning and, and fitting in, making new friends, and how DC Scores was there for him and making him um, feel welcome and show him what it's like to have that, you know, that, that sense of belonging and, and being part of a team. And now he is thriving in high school, has plans for college. That is correct. He's, um, he's on a great, great path. I mean, he's got college in his mind. He, he even wants, he, he wants to work on uh, his degrees in um, engineering. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's very interesting because when he first came into this, to, to DC Scores program and to the States, uh, um, he was very, very quiet and timid. And just knowing that he has those aspirations of, of wanting to, to pursue a degree and he's not that quiet, timid guy that was that seventh grader, very quiet. He's very outspoken now and, and he's in a great place. That's an awesome story. And there are just so many of those uh, countless stories of our alumni. Now, Carlos, I wanted to, to jump into uh, your job uh, kind of on a week-to-week basis. Everyone sees the game days on Thursday and Friday, and, you know, a staff member goes to each site, and they're running smoothly. You know, they start at 4 p.m., you got the goals set up, both teams are there in their brightly colored DC Scores uniforms. But me and Brady and any other staff member here knows all of the behind-the-scenes work that goes into making those happen and go off so flawlessly each week. Can you just give us a little insight into what happens to make the those game days occur so so flawless. Yeah, definitely. So um there's prep, especially now I mean, we're at the end of the season, but mm-hmm. from the beginning of our first game that that week of the 27th, um there's a lot of prep that goes on to making sure everything runs smooth um and that's from setting up the fields and what we do is in, we have somebody going out whether it's myself or our two soccer coordinators um, Ron or Charity they go out they line the fields um, make sure the fields are in nice shape um, go out and take equipment out to to the schools and make sure scheduling is some fine there's no um, if there's any rain coming we're always making sure we're aware of the forecast um, transportation which is also huge um, um, in our middle school and elementary school, we bus all of our all our schools to location. So I coordinate that with our with our bus company. Um, also, referees for our um, fall season for middle school, we have a contract with our referees. So we make sure that we have referees at every site. And for elementary school, we we count on the help of with our volunteers and our alum because they they're the ones who are really out there and we thank them so much for for the effort and and making sure that they're out at a at a game day every um thursday to make sure those games run smooth and there's a lot of work by myself and by the t- team of sean and, and Alyssa who coordinate these um volunteers to make sure mm-hmm. that they're out there and, and ready for all for all these games yeah, and how cool is it when you when you see the alumni, you know, the tenth or the eleventh graders coming back and volunteering these volunteering games like at their former elementary school? Oh, they love it. It's <laughs> great. Um we we have a great amount of volunteers that are alum and they come back and they come and tell me, Hey Carlos, uh I really like doing this because I was there a couple of years ago, and I remember some of my some of my referees that they used to come to my school, so I want to do the same thing and and yeah. and help out at my school. And they really love it, and they come back season by season by season. And those same alums, they come back to to our 
you know, our summer camps in the summer, and they're a huge help, and they love being out there helping out um, refing on Thursday on Thursday nights. And then also, I mean, the kids really look up to them because they know that they, you know, those alums went through the program or went to the same school as them, so there's already that built-in connection. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's, there's that built-in connection. They know that, and it's some of our our actual participants, mm-hmm. they come up and they even think, oh, wow, that'll be me in a couple of years helping out. And, and they really appreciate and they they use and, and they look up to those referees and those alums as an example. And it's really great to see that relationship on the field. I wanted to ask you, you're, you know, you get out to schools most most days of the week, and then obviously you're also at game days, you know, every single game day throughout the fall season. What kind of improvement do you just see in kids from you know, the first game day in late September until now, until the end of the season? There's two major, um, there's a lot of improvement all around, but there's two major improvements that I enjoy seeing, um, and that's just of knowledge of the game. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, a majority of the schools, a majority of the schools, some of these kids have never played soccer before. So when they're out there for that first time, that first game day, when we're out there, you know, you can clearly see that there's a lack of knowledge of the actual sport and of the rules of the game. But throughout the season, um, the coaches do a great job of introducing the basic rules and, and the actual the basic skills. So mm-hmm. and now it's like the end of the season is we barely have to stop a game and make kids redo throw-ins and goal kicks and corner kicks because they're so familiar with the sport and they, they, they know the rules. So the rule side of it, it's amazing to see how they've been involved. And uh, another thing is just skill, skill level. Um, even with the kids that had never played before, um, they love the sport and it's very recreational and they enjoy it so fun. The coaches make it fun for them to be out there every, every practice um, twice a week and, you know, the game day's on Thursday. So it's so fun, but yet the skill is developing so much. So the basic skills you can see um, in, in elementary schools when not knowing how to do a pass to doing, you know, that one-two pass or that wall pass and um, and then weaving and just dribbling. Kids that have a hard time just dribbling in the beginning, they're very good at it come then. They, they're they good at, you know, step overs. It's, it's amazing. It's really, really nice to see that the skill level um, increase tremendously from the beginning of the season to the end of the season and where we're at now. Yeah, I'm always impressed by the fact, like, when I go to my first game day, you know, we always tell our volunteer refs, you know, if a kid incorrectly does a throw-in, if they lift their back foot, you know, just blow the whistle and have them do it again. And that often happens a lot, like the first game day, because we're talking about third graders who many of them haven't even seen a soccer ball before DC scores, you know? Let let alone know the difference between a corner kick and a goal kick. (laughs) So, but but you're right. I mean, at my game day last week between Seton Elementary School and Bancroft Elementary School, there wasn't one incorrect throw-in. There wasn't one, you know, handball where a ball's coming at a kid and they put their hands up, at, you know, as a form of protection. None of that stuff, which you would have seen back in September. I think it's just a testament to what you guys are doing and the soccer coaches that you're hiring at all the schools throughout the communities. Yeah, that's so true. It's so true, Drake. I mean, we we hire really good coaches, and even if they don't have too much knowledge of, of the sport, we make sure that we give them all the support mm-hmm. um, that we can offer at our trainings, at our um, both our kickoff training and midseason training, so that um, the kids can get them the most useful information possible at the beginning of the season and throughout the season. 
Carlos, I just wanted to quickly ask you uh, about your background and what motivated you to get into this work. And also, I know you're, you've got a, a strong soccer background and a lot of family connections in Brazil. Could you just touch on that briefly for, oh, for yeah. the people listening? Sure, Jake. Yeah, I mean, as the majority of you know, I'm from Brazil. So <laughs> when you say you're from Brazil, people expect you to love soccer. And I mean, and luckily it's been in the blood. I mean, my, my father used to tell me I was kicking around in my mom's stomach. So <laughs> I was, uh, I grew up around the sport. My father played uh, Division Three professional. He was a goalkeeper. Um, I played, I can't recall the, the age I started, but I remember, I mean, my experience with soccer has been throughout my entire life, and I've always had that support, um, and I'm a diehard, diehard uh, soccer fan. Very cool. And Carlos, we've got the uh, the middle school playoffs coming up on Friday, uh, semifinals throughout the city. And then next Tuesday, we have the Capital Cup Middle School Championship at Bell High School at 4 p.m. Uh, tell the people why they should come out to, to, if not the semifinals this week, to, to, the, to the championship game next week. Oh, yeah. I definitely encourage you, everyone, to actually come out this Friday for the playoffs. I mean, there's going to be Two different venues, and one's going to be at Bell, which mm -hmm. is Bell Multicultural uh, High School. It's on that the field on on High Place, and there will be uh, two playoff games going on there, and that'll be the Link Lincoln will be playing Brightwood for the girls uh, first girls semifinal, and then the Lincoln boys will be playing Capital City Public Charter School um, following the girls game at Lincoln, and then the other game will be held at Kip Will um, Academy. And there will be the girls, Capital City Public Charter School girls will be playing um, Cesar Chavez um, Preparatory. And for the boys will be Brightwood versus Chavez Prep. And it's just a great, I mean, the kids will be playing under the lights. Both, both these fields have lights. So the kids love playing under the lights. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's going to be a great matchup. And I hope we get a lot of, of fans out there and spectators watching these games. And it really makes the kids feel special too, getting to to play in these like late season. You know, it's kind of cold outside, and then getting to be under the lights. I think it it, it even more strongly enforces even more than earlier in the season, just the power of DC scores and being on a team for them. Yeah, that's so true. So true. And then so so as Carlos said, we have the semifinals this Friday. At Bell High School, at Bell High School's field in Columbia Heights, and at Kip Will here in Ward Two, uh, check them out. Go to, or well, you go to DC Scores on Twitter at DC Scores or our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash DC Scores, to find the schedules for those games. And we highly recommend you come out. And then, of course, the Capital Cup back at Bell, both championship games, girls followed by boys next Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Carlos, before I let you go, I just wanted to uh, to ask you. You know, you're you're my uh, companion on the DC Score Staff Fun Committee. How excited are you for the not only the Thanksgiving potluck that we've got coming up next week, but then also next month the DC Scores Christmas Cup party? Oh, I'm super excited! I can't wait for both events. It's you know, it's great to be able to. I mean, this organization, DC Scores, is, is able to allow us to even have staff fun, which is right. awesome. Um, yeah. 
it's I can't wait. Uh, my I'm not going to say I'm going to be preparing di the dish for Thanksgiving. My <laughs> wife will be. So um, I don't know what she has planned, but it's definitely going to be something delicious. And for the Christmas party, it's going to be awesome. Last year was my first year here and my first party, and it was amazing. We had so much fun, and it's just great to be out with all of our coworkers. You know, just celebrating what we do and just just having fun. Absolutely. Work hard, play play hard. That really is embodied by everyone at DC Scores, especially Carlos. Carlos, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I know you've got to get back to making sure those semifinals run smoothly on Friday, and I'm sure they will. We really appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Jake. It was uh, great. Thanks for having me out here today. Absolutely. We're now going to uh, transition into the School of the Week. It's only appropriate that two weeks out from the Poetry Slam, we focus on a school that has had tremendous success at the event over the years, and that's the Arts and Technology Academy in Ward 7 of the district. Uh, they've been a part of DC Scores since 2001, and every year I've learned during my time at DC Scores, watch out for ATA at the Poetry Slam, because they absolutely bring it. Um... Until last year, they actually had a string of four consecutive Golden Mike championships. The Golden Mike trophy is the huge Stanley Cup of the DC Scores <laughs> Poetry Slam. It's an awesome trophy that we give to the elementary school champion. And ATA held that trophy for four consecutive years um, with just a incredible string of performances. Everything from uh, performances about uh, bullying to they had a very inspiring uh, MLK tribute a couple years ago to one on uh, uh, education and what they see as being important in education. It's not just about standardized testing. You know what? We're going to play you a poem. Uh, Dallas Otigba can tell this a lot better than I can. This is Dallas's performance. This is actually Dallas performing at our Inspired Art Gal in 2011, which is the same poem that she read at that year's Poetry Slam. So here's a little, uh, little something from Dallas Otigba, a incredible DC Scores alum. Absolutely incredible. She performed not only at that gala, but she uh, represented DC Scores at the America Scores National Poetry Slam that April. Uh, she went on NBC's uh, uh, midday show and performed on live television. Uh, she is an example of one of many individual uh, poets who just really gain the confidence and to, to express themselves uh, through, through, their, through poetry and through DC scores. And 
wow, that was an incredible, that was an awesome performance. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, ATA, been around since 2001, awesome poetry performances, and also, uh, can't mention ATA without, with, uh, with, without mentioning uh, Coach Rodney Curry, who has been a staple there forever, really since it began. He's, he's uh, one of their soccer coaches. Actually, uh, Rodney Curry as well as Coach Lan- Lancaster, that duo has been just uh, molding young people at ATA uh, f- uh, for several years through the soccer component. And um, I think they really are a testament to um, just how powerful and impactful our coaches are. And I think that's why every year when we have a coach kickoff to, to begin the D.C. score season, both mm-hmm. in September and in March, we usually ask you know a coach or two to get up and speak about their experience with D.C. scores and what works and what doesn't work with the kids. And usually uh, Curry or Lancaster uh, is somebody that we ask in those situations. And um, they really encourage other coaches and are an example of um, how community members or, or teachers can just become like a best friend to kids uh, through, through the D.C. Scores program. So ATA, look for them. Second night of the Poetry Slam, December 5th at H.D. Woodson. I'm sure they will bring it again. Last year they came into the auditorium like 50 minutes before showtime, and I just knew they were prepped and ready to go, and yeah. I'm sure it'll be the same uh, thing this time around. It is time now for the Tweet of the Week. And lots to choose from this week. It's been a very busy week at DC Scores, which of course means that the same has been true on Twitter. But I want to give a shout-out to Justin Feltman. Justin is a volunteer of ours. He just began helping out this fall, and he refereed every week for, for us at an elementary school game day and just brought a great enthusiasm to the game and uh, just a, uh, an interest in really helping the kids learn. He wasn't just there to, to log his volunteer hours. Um, he really helped the kids, the elementary school kids, which as we, we mentioned, they have a lot to learn during the fall season. He really helped uh, take them through that process. And last Friday, Justin gave us some love saying, quote, very special Follow Friday to my people at DC Scores. They are doing some amazing things for DC youth and definitely take care of their volunteers. Hashtag much love. Well, Justin, we want to send that hashtag back to you because we really appreciate the work that you and all of our volunteers are doing. And and that's a reminder, really, that it's never too late to, to get involved with DC Scores volunteering. Check out uh, the volunteer page of our website, while our season is coming to a close, um, there are always different ways you contribute, whether you're helping out with graphic design or taking photos at an event. And of course, our winter season, uh, our nutrition winter season begins in mid-January, and soon after that, our spring season will start up in March. So, yeah. so don't, don't wait. Uh, go to www.dcscores.org, go to the volunteer section of the website, and get involved today. Make a direct impact. Uh, Brady, any last thoughts before we get to the poem of the week, which ends our program each week? Uh, I mean, definitely remember to come out. We got playoffs next week. 
It's going to be great. And then uh, the week after that, December 4th and 5th, we've got the big poetry slams. Both of them, they're the 4th and 5th. The first one's at Cardozo, I believe. The second one is at... Uh, I forget where was it. H.D. Woodson H. Senior Woodson. High School. Yeah, I'm still trying to learn all the schools. I'm new to D.C., so. <laughs> Completely yeah. understand, Come Brady. Come to both of those. It's going to be a great time. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. And uh, in case you need me to enforce why you should come out to the Poetry Slam, why don't we end with a poem, as we do every week on the D.C. Scores podcast. This poem is performed by DeAndre Walters, who is the poetry champion for DC scores. Uh, he goes to Perry Street Prep, and he's actually performed solo poems at two poetry slams. He's performed like Dallas on NBC. I performed at our Score Awards event last year. Uh, I'm probably missing a few events that DeAndre has performed at. But anyway, last year at the poetry uh, slam, he debuted a new poem called "What Do You See," which won him the Shine Award for Best Individual Performance uh, of that Night of the Slam. So here it is from DeAndre Walters. We'll see everybody soon. Check us out at the Poetry Slam December 4th, December 5th, after you check out the Capital Cup next week, November 26th. More information online, www.dcscores.org. I'll shut up now. Listen to DeAndre. (laughs) Peace, everybody. My poem is titled, What Do You See? What do you see? Because all I see is a perfect me. Everything but no symphony. I see a man, but what do you see? Because all I see is a once perfect building. And a pile of grace. A pile that's really nothing compared to me. See semen and rocks. And broken glass and old fisherman's dogs. Even a falling down oak tree. My favorite. The perfect me is too perfect for it. All you see is trash, but all I see is tragedy. And I'm standing on stage, looking at all these faces. Thinking of the perfect me. The one who thinks he's the best athlete or poet. The one who thinks he's the best at everything. Looking at all these proud faces and that's all I can see. I might not be perfect, but believe me, I know what it is. Because I have a perfect family and friends. Do you see the perfect me or the regular me? It's just that DeAndre Walters is the only me. What do you see? Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DC Scores Podcast. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.dcscores.org and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you.